Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ignite Your Life podcast with Rick and Sashi. Can you turn that down, please? And uh, yeah, welcome. Uh, Today, we are going to talk about parenting, which is pretty awesome. (laughs) And uh, uh, just getting our technical um, set up. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Welcome. Today, parenting. This is a huge topic. And, uh, you know, we're not going to cover every little detail of about parenting in one, you know, 30-minute session. But we are going to hit upon some of the highlights, some of the key points that, you know, in our, um, in our life with our three children, with our three children, we've uh, experienced, uh, we've come across. So we're going to speak from our own experiences uh, in, in, uh, in today's podcast. So and we yeah. have three children and they're grown. Yes. We have a daughter turning 26 and we have two boys that are 23 and graduating university. Two of our kids are entrepreneurs. They're following their hearts. They're following their souls and their fashions. And the third one, not quite sure he's graduating. He's going to university, we think. So, yeah, that's yeah, where so, we're at. <laughs> so we'll start right from the beginning. You know, um, we'll talk about, you know, when when children are are born you know they're so precious at that you know that time of birth and you just want to protect them from the world and you want to nurture them and care for them and love them and 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 just uh they they seem like this just this bundle that you want to hold forever and you want to protect forever and you do it's a real feeling um and but in reality that we soon find out that uh, we can't actually protect them forever. We can do all we can. We can, uh, you know, create the best environments for them, um, give them the best tools we can. But in the end, you know, we actually have to realize that we we don't own our kids. And and I know a lot of people talk like uh, you know like. Um, their kids are like their property, um, but they're actually very individual. They have their own personalities. They have their own wants, needs, um, and and we a lot of time as parents, you know, we try and guide them, and sometimes we even force upon them uh, things that uh, maybe don't align with who they truly are at the core. Yeah, and our three kids are are very different from each other. Like, um, considering they both came from the same gene pool, like every one of them is very unique in their personality and in their, what drives them, what motivates them, what, how they like to spend their time. Like they're very, very different from each other. So, um, it's, I think traditionally we applied the same kind of parenting style for all three kids, but it doesn't actually work that way. And we've had to parent each one of our kids quite differently, um, and uniquely based on who they were as individuals. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of parents will tell you this. We had the same rules, same situations. Um, 
but you know um, the kids were born with different personalities or they turned out completely different and that's um that's completely true that that um happens energetically as well as um dynamically uh, like the dynamics of the family as each child enters into the family so uh, that energetically, um, you know, we, we come into this world with an imprint and, and um, some energy that we're holding on to or that, that we, uh, we, we have that's been passed down to us. And we uh, come in and we have these traits, certain traits, and um, these traits play out uh, during that you know, during our lifetime. So uh, one sibling can be completely the opposite of another sibling. And the, uh, the other reason this happens is because each child is born into a different family. If you think about it, the first child comes into the family, um, uh, you know, there's only the parents, there's no, uh, no other siblings around. So they get, you know, all the attention, You've heard of the stories of, um, you know, there's hundreds of pictures of the first one and then two of the second one because uh, it's the, the novelty's not, not there any longer. Or the parents are so busy now that they can't uh, bother taking photos of all the firsts that uh, the second child does. And um, uh, so that's very important to realize that each child comes in to the family and the family is very different than than the previous child so if you have a third one that family once again is completely different than uh the, the yeah you know the first two the parents are now more experienced more uh comfortable with parenting they come in the third one comes into a, a an environment where there's an older older siblings are there so they they are already coming into something completely different where they don't have the parents undivided attention but they do have the attention of older siblings and they have all those dynamics going around so yeah, so that's what yeah. he's talking about. So, yeah, absolutely. And the birth order, you've heard about, you know, the typical traits of birth birth orders. Um, the oldest ones uh, usually, um, you know, the, uh, takes the leadership, um, uh, has, you know, is confident and, and you know, basically is going to take over, um, run, you know, over the family, um, estate or whatever going forward so they're very responsible and then if they have younger siblings uh they're um you know responsible for them so you know birth order people uh talk about it like well it's like it's not a thing it actually is a very real thing um and it's based on all just the dynamics that that each child comes into the middle child you know um, doesn't feel like it belongs because there's an older child, there's a younger child and feels like they're a black sheep. Um, that those dynamics are, are true. Uh, and, uh, and those most of the time, not every time, but, uh, those traits are always there and it's, it's based on where that child comes into the family. So if you're having children and you notice these traits or th this is what's happening, um, just just understand that it is very real and um, it does happen. Yeah, and it's not just only about birth order, but like a, another big 
thing is, um, is that we're all a soul, we're made up of, of energy. So when we, we come into these bodies as, as babies, and um, our soul is here to serve a purpose, like we're all we're here to do a purpose. And it's up to each individual um, to go within and know what and figure out what that what that purpose is. And as children before the age of six, they're most in tune with their authentic purpose and what they're meant to do in the world. But at that time, if the parents aren't aware of like, uh, shaping them and molding them to be who they're meant to be in the world, and parents and society start to impose their what they think is right and wrong, and what society's views are, and what they have to behave in a classroom in kindergarten and grade one and put up their hand to say, to give a response or, um, you know, there's, there's all these norms and systemic norms that are imposed upon that soul that's here to serve a purpose and a big, big purpose in the world. So th that comes into play as well. Um, into why these children turn out to be different from each other. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, sometimes we, during the teenage years of um, a child's life, you know, we actually, they sort of um, really want to separate from, from the parents. They want to really sort of establish themselves as, as, as people, as individuals, as people who, um, you know, have a purpose. They want to live their um, their purpose and and just establish their independency. And a lot of time, that means they they actually start to push away from the home or the parents or or you know rebel. And um, that you know this is this is absolutely normal. Uh, you may experience this if you have teenagers. Uh, I'm here to tell you it, it, it can be a bit of a rough stage. Um, it's actually um, it's actually not like less normal to have them not go through a little bit of rebellious stage in their teenage years and try to break away and try to push against you because what that is is the person is they're becoming their own purpose person and they're that's a natural transition to adulthood so they need to do that so they can learn to stand on their own two feet and be independent and have their own set of beliefs and have their own set of ideals and their thoughts and know who they're going to be in the world so if they never actually go through that and they just kind of comply with it with whatever mom and dad are saying they never truly like become confident within themselves and and are able to go out and then impact yeah, absolutely. And this starts, you know, at an early age, you know, they start testing the limits. They're, they're discovering their world. And so they're testing uh, their limits to where, um, where they can push to. So, you know, it's human nature to push to the edge of the boundary and, and, and uh, until you get pulled back or, or, or blocked off. So, um, yeah, that, that rebellion stages there there's also something else, another dynamic that plays out during that time and it's um, sort of this dominance uh, between for um, uh, being the king or the queen of the house so I noticed this with um, with uh, our daughter and Sashi um, they were uh, at, at um, odds a lot of the time um, when when Shiloh was just uh, you know uh, late teens um they were at odds a lot of time and that was more of a 
establishing trying to establish a dominance for being the queen <laughs> in the house it, it happens with yeah. men as well but it's less it's less um frequent or it's not it's it's not as um uh it, it doesn't show up as yeah as and i don't know if it's so much as being in the the queen of the house but i think it's um just a natural rite of passage that uh girls need to go through in order to push away from their moms yeah like they in order to be independent and have their own set of and figure out who they are as a person they've got to push back um and i did it i remember doing that with my own mom at that age and having that pushback and having that um like you know wanting to be independent not wanting to listen to what my mom was saying and you know between those years of like 14, 15, 16, 17. And then the older I got, the more I realized, wow, she's really smart. She really knows <laughs> a lot of things, like, you know? And uh, so that's pretty, pretty normal, I think for, and and then, but the, the painful thing, I guess, is, is when you're not able to communicate openly. So then resentments and uh, grudges can stay in the relationship for many, many years. And some people never actually truly heal those relationships or those wounds that they had with their parents or their siblings because there's not that openness. So then it kind of festers into like a grudge or maybe it's less of a close relationship and then you become um, only a little bit of who you are meant to be in front of those people, those family members, and you're not comfortable sharing all of your stuff yourself. And we've tried to foster an environment in our home where people can be who they're meant to be. And we actually have a, um, a family statement, which I'm gonna grab right now. Yeah, so we, we actually uh, created a family mission statement uh, for our family to be able to express themselves yeah. uh, without, without any... So now I have to say that when we came up with this uh, statement, we were actually having a lot of conflict and we were not at there was a lot of fighting going on in our home and I remember that we were on a family trip and we talked about okay well how do we want our family to be like how how would you guys like it and we came up with this statement as a family and our second son who's now a digital entrepreneur and he's in South America he actually drafted this statement and um, he was the one who took leadership in developing this family mission statement. So I'm gonna read this to you because he took such leadership and I think he would have been about 21 at the time. So I'm just gonna close the story here. And so what it says is, our family is free to express and resolve conflicts instead of holding resentment. We are a united caring team that works, plays and shares together we commit to healthy living, laughing, and serving our community. And so that is our statement. And this is in my daughter's writing. <laughs> she came up with this and she framed it. And we have this now up on our wall. And it's something that we, um, when we drafted this, this is not how our family was living. And two years ago, two years later, with a lot of work, a lot of personal development work, a lot of tears, a lot of frustration, a lot of fights, <laughs> we are now living this as a day-to-day -day reality. It's not just a vision that we had, but it starts with creating a vision of what it is that you want for your children, what it is that you want for your family, and starting with that, that 
that vision, that dream of how do you want your relationships and how do you want your family? And then everybody um, contributing to that in some way. And if you can come up with it as a team and as a family, then you get buy-in from everyone as opposed to as the mom or as the dad say, this is what's going to happen because I said so. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfectly said. And that was, that's a great example of, um, you know, working things out together and having your children be involved in, in the decisions of the household. And, and I don't mean that, you know, that, that they make the rules, you know, uh, we, we all agree to yeah. uh, what, you know, what rules we're going to abide by. And, and that way there's, yeah, like Sasha said, there's a buy-in and there's a little, you know, there's some peace in the house. Um, and, you know, we, we, we often try to like protect our children as much as possible. I want to come back to, you know, protecting them and how, uh, you know, when they're born, that's all, you know, that's, that's all we think about. Um, and I, I've just seen in, in um, other families where that protection can go a little too far, you know, uh, they don't allow um, children to have this, some of the necessary experiences that they need to, to learn, to grow, to become independent. So uh, I, I, I truly encourage you to, you know, guide them as much as possible, but don't do everything for them. Let them, um, you know, learn, let them make some of the mistakes that we made. Um, you know, we always say, you know, um, learn from others' mistakes. Well, that, that often isn't true. Uh, often you actually have to make the mistake to truly learn from it, you know, otherwise it's just conceptual. So, um, you know, allow, you know, protect them, but allow them to run, allow them to, to run. And sometimes, you know, their direction they run in isn't, um, you know, doesn't uh, align with what you believe in and what you um, feel um, is right for them. Mm -hmm. But like that, that's, I can where, give an that's example. where we grow. <laughs> that's an, uh, like for an example of, of in our family. So um, I come from a family uh, where university education was the norm. Like our, all the kids were to go to university. All of my father's siblings went to university and so on and so on and so on down the generation. So when my expectation of my kids was they're all going to go to university and that's just the expectation, education and so forth. And then so our daughter, she went up to university, did her business degree. And our second one, he graduated high school early, one year early, and then went straight to university, accepted into the business school. And after one year, he said he wanted to leave university and start his own business. And he was apparently dreading telling me this. He told me later, um, and I still remember we were sitting in a waiting room at, a, at an office waiting for an appointment, and he tells me this. And I'm like, uh, what do you mean you want to leave? <laughs> you're, you're only one year in, like finish your degree, and then you can do what you want. But he was like, no, I don't want to. I, I'm like not enjoying it. It's moving too slow. It's not teaching me what I need to know. I want to start a digi digital business and I want to leave and I want to do this. So I really didn't feel that comfortable. And as I told my mom and other people in my family, they're like, um, no, he can't leave, you know, because it was going against everything our family knew and everything our family 
prided itself on was education and degrees and so forth. So it was a real, um, you know, a shakeup of my energetic system and my beliefs and everything. And I had to take a few steps back and let him be who he was meant to be. And I said, okay, well, the way I justified it in my mind was he graduated one year early. So fine, he can take a year off, go do his business. And then, you know, he'll probably come back after a year and go back and finish school. And then it'll all be fine because he graduated a year early. So he won't lose anything. He'll still be the same age. He'll still be 22, whatever, when he finishes. And so, but then it didn't turn out that way. He ended up loving entrepreneurship, doing really well with it. He was on his own path. He got a business coach and he started growing his business. And now he's 23. And last year when he, um, when all of his friends were now graduating with bachelor's degrees and looking for a job and living at their parents' house, he was living in a beautiful one bedroom, bedroom plus den place overlooking all of downtown Vancouver mountains and loving his life and passionate and new so confident in what he was doing and business has now grown and and had he not explored that whole um passion that he wanted and I kept him in school he would have been you know yeah he would have been so resentful <laughs> uh if you know if we weren't open to that idea of, mm -hmm. of him doing that um there would have been resent um maybe even more rebellious and then mm -hmm. you know um it's it's not it's that's not the type of relationship we want to foster with him but not only relationship wise we want uh, our children everyone wants their children mm -hmm. to to flourish and sometimes our traditional views mm -hmm. of what flourishing means is not uh, truly well the world is changing the world isn't the same as it was a generation ago like when I 25 years ago when I graduated from university it's not the same you can't walk out of university and walk into a job unless you're you know a nurse or a medical doctor or an engineer but there's so much so many other jobs out there that don't require that because everything's online now so there's so many different ways of making money and building um building wealth and 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 uh and exploring your passions and being who you're meant to be because we're all authentic beings that have like we're souls and there, we have this purpose here that our soul is meant to and at the core of everything we're just pure love all of us and everything that anything that takes away from that um it's just hurt. We've been hurt by people because people have let us down. People have disappointed us. People have imposed what they want over what we want. And we end up giving in to people. But when we give in to people, we give up who we are. So when we love ourselves first, we love ourselves first as God loves us. And then when we love ourselves, we can love everybody else even more. So that's how with children, when you teach them to love themselves and believe in themselves and have a strength within them, then everything else will fall into place, you know, because they'll be good people because they love themselves. So if you love yourself, you're not going to go and hurt somebody else or steal from somebody else or call somebody else a name because you're just pure love. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Vijaya says that's called sheltering. <laughs> yeah, so that you know, we we, we want to as much as we want to protect our children, we don't want to shelter them from uh, everything, and we we discussed that earlier. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you know, in in I know we it was a huge topic today, and uh, I know we just touched on some of the highlights uh, and you know shared some of the stories from yeah um, and I'm just going to address this comment here about having um she's saying I never got married because to me that means no freedom I'm still finding myself I like my space even though I'm in a relationship it's so different I still have little piece of me to do as I wish so I would say to that that a healthy relationship means that you can be who you're meant to be the other person can be who they're meant to be and you bring out the best in each other and you love each other and you your love together creates a much bigger love that you can give to your family and to the world around you and if if the relationship is causing you to shut down and not be yourself then that would be have freedom because uh, you know if you if you if you're defining marriage as not having freedom mm-hmm. then then um, maybe we have to redefine what marriage actually looks like yeah because i think i think that definition of marriage um, isn't a healthy definition because then that one of the person is sacrificing themselves to be in the marriage and that's not going to make the person happy. And if they're not happy, how is that a happy relationship? If there's two people in a relationship and one person's not happy, that's not a happy relationship, right? So, um, yeah, and like, you know, I love to go snowshoeing on the mountain, but he doesn't love that. So I just find people that want want to do what I love to do. And I have so much fun doing that. And he's happy because I'm happy. <laughs> Yeah, and so, occasionally I'll go, and and, I'll, and we'll both have fun. And but we we're you know it, the the freedom that freedom comes with understanding mm-hmm. that uh, you know we not always have the same interests at the same okay, time. I'm just reading what she wrote here. Maybe because I was a girl, so I was protected more. It's not good. Children need to be given their identities or freedom and experience life in a good way. God bless my parents. It was hard. Yeah, it was definitely hard. And our parents did the best that they could with whatever means they had. And then now we get to be defined who we want to be in the world, given whatever we were given by our parents, they did their best. We take all the good things that we were given in our life. And we take all of those things and let the negative things go. Because if we keep the negative things in our mind, we're going to attract more negative things. But if we keep the positive and the love and the, and the, like, the really good things that we, that we have in our life and count our blessings and be grateful, then we can create more of that. And especially when we define a future, like I know when we were just talking about that vision that we had for our family, like we had all kinds of fights going on at the time and we were fighting, our kids were not happy. You know, there was so much going on and it's hard to look ahead and think like, what do I actually want in my life? But it's when you put that down, that vision that you have for your life, like what does a healthy relationship look like? What does your ideal partner look like? What does your, um, your how what is the harmony in your home that you want and then who do you need to be to have that you need that vision absolutely Mm -hmm. but it wasn't until I changed myself that everything else changed around me like I 
used to always expect Rick to change. Like <laughs> he needed yeah. to do more, right? I kept saying like, you need to do more. Like, why are you on the couch? You need to do this. You need to do that. You know, and that wasn't, he wasn't happy about that. I was that. just being Rick. <laughs> he was just being Rick and he just like, you know, island mentality <laughs> and I was a doer. And, um, but then I realized I was holding myself back from doing what I wanted to do. I was wanting to do all these things and I was expecting him to also be that energetic and doing things that, that I wanted to do. And I couldn't expect that. I just have to like, let him be him and I got to be me and I got to do what I'm created to do on the, in this earth, in this world. And I can't hold myself back. And, but at the same time, I can't expect him to be at my pace and do things like, you know, at the level that I'm doing them, because uh, he's got to do what he, what's right for his soul and what he's guided to do, because he's here for a big purpose. And God puts each of us on this earth to fulfill our own mission. And then when we get to the end of our life, we're going to look back and we're going to say, okay, I tried my best. I loved people as much as I could. I... I shined my light as much as I could on people. I lit people up. I helped people. I didn't look at my negative things. I looked at my blessings. I counted my blessings. You know, that's what I think that is our purpose here in life is to, you know, do as much as we can. I'm going to build a huge business. I want people on my team to come empower themselves and build their own businesses because to me, that's like, I know I have it in me. I have more in me. So I don't want to just be in a paycheck job and uh, be unhappy. I want to go and build, you know, a massive business. And I want to empower women to take control of their lives and uh, create, be more confident, be younger, be healthier, um, you know, and keep going. Like, you know, 50s is nothing. 60s is nothing. Like for me, I'm going to be like my, my team. I want them like strong and empowered well into their like late years and healthy <laughs> yeah i want to come back to something Sashi said earlier about um in the being in the family uh and being unhappy and when we were making that statement we actually didn't know we were unhappy like it, it just seemed like normal like our normal life you know it was it, it wasn't until we we actually went to the next level and you look back and you think oh wow you know like that's that's the state uh the condition we were in or the state of affairs that was happening at that time so you don't necessarily always know um uh, until you do go out there and, and create a larger life for yourself that that um, you realize okay actually that was we were playing pretty small there so um take you know take any opportunity you have to create that larger life for yourself and for your children and I think we're, we'll conclude with that. Um, so, you know, if you have any questions or any, any, anything you want to ask us, um, Rick Mirage, Sashi Maharaj, you can find us here on Facebook. Uh, and for those of you listening on the podcast, um, the man at rickmirage.com and younger at sashimaharaj.com. Thanks for listening and being here and uh, with all your comments and questions. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Next week is our 10th episode, which will wrap up this series uh, on relationship. So uh, we'll wait. Till, we can't wait to see you next year. And then um, and the next series of podcasts when that becomes available. Bye, everyone. Bye. Talk to you later.